Welcome to the Not By Chance podcast. I'm Talmadge, Tim Thane's son and podcast manager. Today was a kind of different day. Me and my brother Grayson were setting up for the podcast when my dad ran upstairs and said, hey guys, I have the perfect person to join as a guest on this podcast. So it was a super drop of the hat. This guy is the founder of a pilot youth gardening program, a professional chemical engineer who's dedicated himself to leading a nonprofit organization and the father of five children. His name is Carl Ebeling, also known as Farmer Carl. Over the past several years, Carl actively pursued his passion to empower people in the context of the garden. He founded Grow Life, an organization to grow people and cultivate community. Grow Life started its first chapter as a pilot program in 2018 in partnership with Northern Children's Services, a Philadelphia institution focused on the promoting the healthy development of children and stabilizing families. The Grow Life Garden Club meets after school and during the summer for 50-minute sessions once a week. 50 foster children have experienced the benefits of interacting with nature in the garden. Specifically, he has witnessed the positive effects that caring for plants has had on them. Their confidence increased as a result of life lessons learned through connection to the earth, their food, and each other. Such group experiences instilled gratitude, responsibility, and compassion. These aptitudes are necessary for healthy relationships, which are the basis of a thriving community. All right, so today we're going to continue our conversation about retro principles for the complex needs of a modern world. If you remember last time, I was talking about my grandpa and just what he taught me. Uh, and, and there's so many lessons, and this is going to be another one that relates to some things that, that my grandpa taught me. But I want to introduce my new friend, Carl Ebeling. Mm-hmm. He is... Uh, He's an individual that I'm finding um, has deep interest in really the therapeutic effects of gardening, of working together with other people in a setting like that, which is truly a retro principle when you think Mm -hmm. about it, or it's certainly a a rare event these days. It used to happen all the time for all of American society, right? Yes. In fact, um, you know, I was talking to somebody in the who did an agricultural study of Utah, and in the 1960s, sixty um, percent of the food that Utahns consume was grown in Utah, and now uh, we're at about three uh, percent of the food. So again, this experience of working in the garden producing something live, edible, healthy, that that has been kind of farmed out, if you will, or mm-hmm. given to more national food companies, and that's distanced us from the soil and our roots. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, like so many other things, we don't realize how powerful it is until it's been removed or we've lost it, and then we're looking back at it saying, wow, what have we missed yeah. out on? What are we not really, you know, uh, benefiting from that we used to, that was just part of everyday life? Yeah. And uh, so it was really fun to meet Carl today because I didn't realize at the day I was going to do a Retro Principles podcast (laughs) that he would walk in with this retro passion that is needed in our modern world. Uh, It made me think about my grandpa. And I mentioned this him to you 
a few minutes ago. And uh, so my grandpa lived to a pretty good age, 93 mm-hmm. years old. And he, this, this person is really important to me because not only was he my grandpa, but I looked like him from the time I was a little kid. And uh-huh. everybody said, Tim, you look like your grandpa. You act like your grandpa. Wow. So there was this draw to, to try and be more like him. So I've watched him closely. And so uh-huh. when it comes to gardening, this is a really interesting thing about him. It, he, he, uh, I noticed as his life progressed and as mm-hmm. he went through the stages of life, his garden went from huge to over time it just shrunk a little bit at a time yeah. Down to where, at the end, he was living with my mom and dad, and he had a little corner of a greenhouse. Wow. And he was still tending the plants in this little greenhouse. What, 10 by 10? or It was, yeah, about like that. Wow. Uh-huh. Um, and most of the time, he was in a, a wheelchair, and so he'd still get out there and get down mm-hmm. in the dirt and crawl back onto his wheelchair, but he'd go to... Go to work every day, so to speak, yeah. in the garden, right? And what what do you think? Um, what you know, he lived to an old age. He really uh, was was healthy during that time, um, and and I think in so many other cases I've looked at movement and activity, yes. which gardens kind of require. Yes, and uh, actually are a big part of that, right? Even your hands in the soil, um, maybe you're not aware, but there have been studies that the soil is actually a living organism. There's billions of microbes doing their thing, a part of the soil web. And um, they are actually beneficial. You would, you, you know, who would think soil? You know, yeah. soil is dirt, right? But actually, there have been studies shown that those who interact with the soil, with the plants, caring for something, producing some food or something beautiful, um, just like this plant in, yeah. <laughs> in the yeah. studio here, um, there's something very um, um, positive that's going on such that your well-being increases. If I could give an example of this, um, one of my sons who lives in the Utah Valley here, um, he's a graduate in, in IT. So most of his world is working on computers, programs. Um, uh, he does a lot of software development, and that's probably not un- unique to most of you with children who are into computers. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, my my son, my other son was getting married, and uh, we had a reception in my sister's backyard, and all the family was called together to work in the backyard, get this backyard ready for a reception. So my son said, "Okay, this is my computer IT son." He said, uh, "All right, I'll help out for just a Saturday morning," and um, you know. Before, he, he'd been struggling with feelings of anxiety where he just um, just uneasy about things, worry, whatever it was. And um, he came with those kind of feelings to my sister's house and knocked, knocked on the door. Said, oh, great, you're here? Let me give you a tool. So <laughs> he got a weeder, a hoe a rake, and there were some other of my family members in the backyard. And, um, you know, I, I learned this third person, but um, I asked him, how did that experience go? 
And he said, you know what? I, I, when I finished my couple of hours working in the garden, I felt like all that anxiety was lifted. Like there was, like I could breathe again. And I said, what do you think that, what was the cause of that? <laughs> of course, me, you know, Farmer Carl, that's my, that's my code name here. But, you know, I, I'm convinced that there's an interaction when we're with other people in the garden, and even when we're interacting with the soil and the plants, beautifying, creating order, there's something very fundamental going on with our psyche. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's why I feel good, even though I'm weeding the garden. Yeah, I mean... Kids... I used to try to avoid that as a kid, <laughs> you know, but, but I, I actually enjoy it. And, and weeding by yourself, I would say... Not as yeah, well. that that's that's really punishment. But when you're with a, a group of people, yeah. where you're working in the garden, I I grew up in Pennsylvania, and we had a church um, farm where we grew tomatoes for uh, Del Monte, and we sold the produce so that we could get money for um, you know helping the poor out. And um, that experience, we were. 20 guys rolling out black plastic, putting holes in the plastic, planting these tomato plants and putting on the little fertilizer. Mm -hmm. I will never forget the feeling mm -hmm. that I had. Mm -hmm. We were a camaraderie. We were a team. Mm -hmm. And um, I really believe that we're lacking that in our society today. Absolutely. I think so. You know, you've walked into the barn today and you've, you've learned a little bit about the history of the barn and and you, yeah. you notice that uh, we've got a lot of our own family working here with us in at homeward bound and at rallyist our other company uh, but on the walls and and all of you can't see this but we have a couple signs up there one of mm -hmm. them says paisley farms and it was an all-natural hog and beef farm that we we created and worked on together as a family and we have the thane barn over here another sign that is uh, really about uh, a little business we did out of the barn here where our kids were milking cows here in the city. So the setting is we are on a two-acre plot in the middle of Lehigh, Utah. Yeah. Uh, it was intentional uh, to try and have a place where, and I didn't have the science behind it like you do. I, I didn't yeah. understand really fully what it was. In some ways, it was like about work for me, you yeah. know, trying to help my kids learn how mm -hmm. to work. Um, but definitely getting into nature, getting our hands dirty, uh, you yeah. know, creating gardens, something. growing something, yeah, has been very helpful to our family. Yeah. So and that that brings to mind um, the experiences that I'm having in Philadelphia. Uh, I'm currently on the suburbs of Philadelphia, and part of my Grow Life um, nonprofit organization is to reach out to foster children across Philadelphia. They, I'm partnering with an organization called um, Northern Children Services. Mm. And mm -hmm. so for two seasons, we're working with um, 10 to 13-year-olds who are in a home situation that's largely not your ideal family. They may or may not have a parent. Mm -hmm. um, they may not eat dinner together. Um, Cheetos and some of the basics. Uh, pizza, make yeah. sure it's pizza and Cheetos, <laughs> you know. And, and so when they get out in the garden, um, the wonder... 
that I see in their expressions. It's so priceless. It's, it's worth all the effort that I put into creating this experience for them. We have 16 raised beds, mm. um, four by four, um, and, and they get to plant in them. There were six African-American, Latin American uh, kids, you know, from all countries, nationalities. They were, they were in the soil with their hands and, and you would think, what are you doing in the soil? But it was actually, it was like filling an innate need they had Mm -hmm. to connect Mm -hmm. with the earth Mm -hmm. and, and what they were growing. That's awesome. And that's really part of your vision, isn't it? To use this uh, this innate important thing that we've kind of lost touch with, you know, getting back into the the soil, getting yes. you know, growing our own food, and healthy. You're wanting to use that to to help youth in general. And tell us a little bit more about what your yeah. vision is. So um, there's a couple elements of what I'm trying to do, but it all centers around the principle of inviting society back to the garden. And, in fact, I, I'm working on a book called Come, Come Back to the Garden. Mm. Because even since Adam and Eve, um, we, we learn about the garden. And the name human comes from humus, which mm. actually stems from of the dust. And even the name Adam has um, linkages to the soil. And, and when you understand why um, the garden was created, it was for us to have joy and happiness. And it was two people interacting in the garden, tending, cultivating, tilling, um, interacting with this beautiful nature that was created for our well-being. And that interaction is what I am trying to propose and uh, a model, if you will. How do we bring the garden back into modern society? Mm, I love that, Carl. You know, the thing that comes to mind, it's almost a little mini wilderness in a sense, right? So I, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, as a founder, a co-founder of a wilderness treatment program and, and having kids in that nature that natural environment, and of course, they get dirty. By the way, yeah, <laughs> you know, they actually. They, they really I really enjoy getting my hands <laughs> a little dirty because yeah. it's so different than the office work that I'm yeah. doing. It it connects yeah. with me in a new level. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely a piece of that. You know, even you know a lot of the parents that that might listen to this, they may have had a, a child in a therapeutic program of some type, or maybe their child is struggling in some ways right now. And, and, mm-hmm. and some of them probably know about these wilderness programs. And they have seen the transformation that takes place. And we call it kind of a therapeutic milieu. Yes. It's like an environment, an environment. That's, that mm-hmm. you've sort of designed on one hand in terms of how you interact with the kids yeah. and what the activities are and you know the therapeutic component of that environment. But the natural part of it that you really can't right. create, it's, it's there and you're interacting with it. We probably are under, uh, maybe, uh, maybe we're not seeing the full benefit of the fact that the setting itself, the nature, and even maybe the dirt. Exactly. After talking to you, I'm starting to question that and even yes. wonder maybe... You know, all those billy baths we're having them take, it's it's okay if they get a little dirty. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So. And you're you're mentioning that um, um, it brings to mind what's going on in Missoula, Montana. 
um, um, they have an organization called Youth Harvest. And um, these are youths uh, typically in the 16 to 25-year age, um, educated youth. In other words, they've had some uh, interaction with the law. Let's say they're um, mm-hmm. on probation. And typically that involves some court proceeding where they say, okay, you have so many hours of community service. And um, the beautiful thing about what's going on in Missoula is they have uh, Garden City Harvest, which is an organization fostering community agriculture um, and that experience. And they they actually work in tandem. They have five educated youth with um, probably 12 to 20 university students who are studying environmental science and community ag. Mm. And um, you can watch a TED Talk by Josh Schlotnick called Community Farming. It's not about the food. Mm. But um, what he brings out is, and and I was just there yesterday in Missoula talking to the lead farmer, uh, Dave Victor. Um, He said, it's amazing to watch the chemistry of what's going on. The first week, everybody's kind of like, to themselves they don't know what to think um, and they start working in the soil they start seeding these little plants together and the second week you start to see things gel the third week they are one united team and he said the people somehow the chemistry of working in nature in the garden with each other has produced some amazing results. So mm. I just wanted to bring that out as yeah. an example that year over year, I think they've been doing this for 12, 15 years, um, it's transforming youth lives. That's that's fantastic. You know, it makes me wonder, Carl, what could parents do? Okay, so we're going to have to brainstorm here, here a little bit. What if they're living in a city, an urban environment, and is there is there anything they can take from these principles you're talking about right now that would help with help their their child or their youth who may be struggling in some way? That's a great great question. Um, I think um, there are parks. Um, you know, it's a great resource um, in any city. Um, and um, the, the idea is how do you how do you get to the point where you're actually generating. Um, I see parks as a um, a passive activity. When you're in a park, you're mm-hmm. experiencing that. But I think what you're asking is, how can you be an active participating in creating new life in, mm-hmm. in, in the garden? Um, certainly there's um, um, horticultural societies. Um, the 4-H tends to be in the a rural setting. So, um, what one of my visions is is that Grow Life would be a charitable organization. So, like-minded people in communities can establish the very basics of how do you get a couple of raised beds together on a section of mm-hmm. a property where, mm-hmm. where the community can come together. Yeah, you know, I I, I think when I was first married, uh, brand newlywed. Uh, my wife Roxanne and I were were in an apartment building, mm-hmm. and uh, the farmer in me wanted uh, homegrown tomatoes, <laughs> and so there was no hardly any dirt anywhere. But there was one little square of dirt outside our apartment, and we planted two two uh, small Seedlings. tomato plants. Yeah, 
And uh, we, we nurtured that over the next little while. And all of our neighbors knew about these two tomato plants. That <laughs> they were, were like your children. <laughs> yeah. And, and it, was, it was really fun. That was just one of those things we did. You know, I feel like even, you know, there's, there's levels of what could happen. I remember planting a little bean in a cup. Yeah. You know, and it got enough sunlight that you put it in the window and water it and you can see right. that sprout. So I, I would say that there's probably even something as small as that could have you can some start kind of an simply. effect, right? Yes. And, um, you know, I can't be stopped. My wife says, uh, all right, you're going to do your garden this year. And I'm in the basement. I have my seating trays. I have my heating mat underneath. And I did uh, tomatoes, eggplant. And what I did is I invited some kids over and I said, hey, how would you like to uh, work with me on these plants? And I gifted them the plants that I had grown. And uh, just this last year, this seven-year-old says, oh, you've got to come to our house. Look what I've done. And I came to her house. We had a pizza party. She had this tomato plant that was four feet tall, <laughs> filled with tomatoes. She said, look what my plant is that you gave me. Look what you've done. Awesome. And so it's, it, you know, the realization is giving a plant and giving a child an experience like that in the garden, even mm -hmm. if it's at your home or they start out somehow planting a bean seed and letting that grow, all of that can, can engender this love of nature and, and, and the benefit of feeling like, wow. Isn't this a miracle I'm watching? And I'm caring for something that now that's giving life back to me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just to kind of wrap up here, I feel like, mm -hmm. you know, in a day and age like we are today, and you described your son in front of the screen a lot for his job and what he's doing there. Yeah. And really mm -hmm. all of us are now like that. Most of us are like that in front yeah. of the screen a lot. I think we have to be very deliberate, take those moments of time to get yeah. away from the screen, get outside. Part of it's probably just outside, right? Get to the park, uh, spend some time in the yard, uh, you know, grow a little plant, you know, just, yeah. just find ways to get back to nature and away from screens. And that alone is bound to make us, it's going to lift our spirits, you know, yeah. if nothing else, right? It's going to lift exactly. our spirits like it did your son. So uh, let's keep using the word here, cultivating this idea, exactly. you know, with what we can do in our families mm -hmm. and, and use this retro principle in this, this crazy, sometimes complex, busy world where we don't slow down and get right. back to the basics. And I really appreciate you, Carl. And I love your passion wow. for this. I, I really, yeah. I think you're going to, you're going to continue to, to, you know, continue to expand this and make yeah. a difference for a lot of kids. So thanks for coming by today and prompt, you know, impromptu oh uh, podcast. Such an amazing opportunity to meet you and at the same time be invited on this con uh, podcast in the same day. It's really fun. Um, I just want to just thank Tim for allowing me to share my passion. And, and it's just a testimonial over and over again what I see change in the lives of our young people that I hope that uh, you can take some part of this and make it useful for you. Wonderful. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to this episode. It was really fun to do because it was just spontaneous and drop of the hat. Make sure to go on social media and comment on our posts what you liked and what you want to implement with your own family. <laughs>